are now listening to the Legends Lingo Podcast, presented by CouchGuysSports.com. Here are your hosts, Al. You didn't ask him about I that long? I was getting there, Beetle. Now, what the holy fuck kind of host are you? I mean, you're Beetle, burying the lead. shit, dude. Someone Chris is... trip, please. Powder. Yes, sir. And Maddie D. Uh, and on top of that, now you have a triple effect. You have... The Niners looking for a long-term answer with Jimmy G in-house. Maybe they don't want to spend the money on Jimmy G. Maybe he gets freed up because they go after a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, who now theoretically could be freed up. So there's a lot of dominoes to fall. Enjoy the show. All right, welcome back in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people of all ages, all countries, all genders, anything else you want to include in there. Legends Lingo Podcast. Brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. With you once again for episode 163. Alan the here. Tom Potter Cadmus is here. Trying to throw up his ones, his sixes, his threes. Doing that uh, <laughs> that accountant life math. Matty yep. Keeboom in the house with the best hair. Sorry, but he, he does have the best hair yes, on, this, he does. on this podcast now. It's Guys, only because I do it. You guys haven't taken any effort for your hair today. I can clearly see that. <laughs> don't, don't, don't say that. That's, that's not nice. It's true, I just, it's, it's I true, just saw it's your hand nice. going through your head in a manner. Even it's if you did it for work, it is so far off of what I bet it looked like. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. How are you? Hi. Good. How Doing are you great. <laughs> no, it's been good. It's been a wild week in sports. You got the Celtics that are looking pretty good, and we're going to talk about them next week, next week's episode. We have the Bruins that took five out of six on their West Coast trip before they lost in overtime to the L.A. Kings at home. But they're starting to look like they might be sneaking up into that playoff discussion. And hopefully that's something we'll talk about in the next couple of weeks. And then baseball is just nowhere to be found. So you use the process of elimination like you're taking that standardized Mm -hmm. test. That leaves D. Football. That's what we're going to be talking about all episode long in episode 163. A lot has gone on in the NFL today. A lot of it relates to the Patriots. So think of this as like a, a tuck rule takes, which give them a rating and subscription as well. And Legends Lingo combination episode. Without so, those guys here. Without them here. And shout out yeah. to Mike and Liam. They've done a great yeah, job with uh, tuck rule takes. They've done a great job with that podcast and really revving up the Patriots part of our website. They need a lot of energy to do that. And speaking of energy, you can get your energy drinks at Shocked Energy because the Legends Lingo podcast is obviously brought to you by the Couch Guy Sports Network and sponsored by our friends over at Shocked Energy. Have you ever been able to focus poorly? You're tired or you're just low on energy? We understand that feeling and we understand it so well. Because Shocked Energy is a drink made by gamers for gamers or by podcasters for podcasters. All their flavors come packed with 180 milligrams of caffeine to ensure that no matter what you're doing, your focus will always be razor sharp to keep you performing at the top of your game. Their formulas are designed to specifically give you high energy boosts when you need it most while ensuring to avoid the jitters after too much caffeine consumption. Head on over to shockenergy.com and use the promo code CGSN today for 10% off your order. Check out their green apple flavor as well as their watermelon flavor. And don't worry, they ship worldwide. Powder, give me a random country in the world. Uzbekistan. Uzbekistan. Love it. Maddie, give me one. Oh, my God. I always, my brain shuts off in this moment, but I'm going to go with Singapore. Okay. We got Singapore. We got Uzbekistan. We got Trinidad and Tobago, wherever you oh. can get Ooh. your podcasts. That's a good one. And wherever you can get worldwide shipping. 
that's where you can get your shocked energy because that's right. Shocked energy ships worldwide. Get your shocked energy today and let us help you gain your focus and energy back. Shockedenergy.com, promo code CGSN, 10% off your order at checkout. So there's a lot of different directions we can go in this one. There was some news with JC Jackson. There are some rumors with Calvin Ridley. There was a big trade that went down in the NFL that we're going to link and kind of twist into mm-hmm. the Patriots. Powder, you've, you're, you have seniority here. What would you like to talk about first? I want to dive into the Calvin Ridley situation a little bit first. <laughs> okay. So, I bet you do, Powder. <laughs> so, so let's set the table here. Okay, let's set the table for everybody. So Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the Atlanta Falcons was a target that the Patriots were very heavily rumored in being interested in pulling off a trade for. Calvin Ridley sat out for the 2021 season for a good portion of it because he wanted to focus on his mental health. And obviously he had his mental health stuff, but little didn't we know that while he was figuring out his mental health stuff, he might've thrown in a bet or two <laughs> along the way, like sports bets, because the report is out now that Calvin Ridley Placed, I believe it was either an eight-team or a 15-team parlay. I think it was an eight-team parlay for $1,500. Yeah. That included the Atlanta Falcons to win. Now, keep in mind, Calvin Ridley did not play, did not affect the game's outcome at all, and he didn't bet against his team. So that's a few things right there. What does Roger Goodell say? Well, you can't be betting on the sport you play in. You're gone for a year. At least. At least. So Calvin Ridley officially suspended for the 2022 season because of this betting that he found out, which, by the way, I think he was in Florida when he made the bets. Florida, it's legalized to do online sports gambling. Yeah, it was in Florida. Yeah. So I don't mind. So I'll, I'll start it off with this, and then I want to hear, obviously, your guys' takes. I don't mind that the NFL wants to send a message that they don't want their players betting on the sport that they are professionals in, fine, whatever. A full-season suspension for a $1,500 parlay? That's a little absurd because you think about this, right? I'm going to give you a couple examples right off the bat. The very obvious Ray Rice incident with the video proof of him hitting his girlfriend in the elevator. Two-game suspension. Adrian Peterson, I think it was domestic assault. Yeah, on his child. On his, okay, so child abuse, even worse. Six-game suspension. Tyreek Hill, child abuse. No suspension. Calvin Ridley bets a game, and he gets a year suspension. And that's why people have a problem with the NFL and Roger Goodell. I think because the only if, one that tops that is Josh Gordon smoking weed and suspended for six years. Yeah, no, but it's true. <laughs> Like Josh Gordon smoking weed and he's and he's getting suspended left and right. It's like, where are your morals, NFL? I, I don't yeah. understand what you're thinking here. But I want to hear your thoughts about the suspension and about what Calvin Ridley did. And then we're gonna relate it back to the Patriots. So let's start with Powder. We'll go to Matty D and then we'll kind of connect everything. So go ahead, Powder. Yeah. So obviously, like everybody knows, I kind of I work in the sports industry. So stuff like this we talk about all the time. So we're talking about today and we had actually had a very good discussion. We're talking about like why the NFL would suspend him, like how it can kind of 
looks stupid, but also like why it's like we get it. You can't, even though he bet on the Pelicans to win, you can't say, okay, if you bet on your team to win, like you can do that because then that's just a slippery slope and you just can't bet on the sport you play in because it just, you you have too much of an impact on it. I get it. He was not playing, but still you don't want to say like, okay, you're not playing, but he could tell his teammates, hey, I bet on you. Like, I don't know. I just think it has too much of an impact betting on your own sport. So I get why the NFL did it. I think it, like Al explained, it's a little ridiculous how other players have done a lot worse things and gone very little to no punishment at all. Yeah, I mean, I everyone knows what he was doing. A eighteen or fifteen team parlay—that's just for fun. You're not even. Yeah. There's no skill involved. You're just whatever. The cold, hard, sad truth of it all is that he got the big suspension because it has to do with money, 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 money. You know, I'm gonna say this, and I know, I don't mean to. I know how horrible they were, and then I agree with both you guys. These this offense is far less severe than the ones that were spoken about earlier. But you know, these players hitting their family members doesn't necessarily lose the owner's money. Yeah. What will lose their money is if big sports books, big gambling websites pull their ad revenue, pull their partnerships because their members don't want to bet on the NFL if they have any wind of it being rigged or point shaven. So there are billions of dollars when you're talking about the game uh, and betting on it because there are whales you know all around vegas that dropped million dollar bets on sports games and if that guy who put 200k on the falcons throws a hissy fit and starts saying he's going to take his bank big bankroll and go to this casino over that one or this like it just gets so messy and you're talking about dollar bills and when you're talking about money that's what talks in the nfl unfortunately yep and I think you hit the nail on the head, Maddie. I really do. And I want to ask you guys this. If Calvin Ridley did the same thing, except it was he did it with an NBA parlay, do you think that the punishment would be this severe? No. No. I don't think there would be even any know if you'd heard of it. Yeah. I don't even know if you'd hear of it. Right. And it's because it's his own sport. Yeah. You know, it, and it's not the exact same thing, but it's similar to like Pete Rose when he was betting baseball games. Yeah. It, it, it's It's a situation where – like I said, if it was NBA, NHL, like European soccer, whatever it was, I guarantee you, if there was a suspension, it might be like a one or two game suspension, a full year for putting in one parlay. That seems a little ridiculous to me. Now, if you want to suspend him for, say, two to four games, fine. But a, a year is a little bit harsh. It's harsh, but it comes with they they never want this to happen again. Right. That's why they're throwing the book at Ridley. I mean, immediately upon the reports coming out, you saw people put, posting clips of him shaving points. And I use quotation marks because it not it, I don't believe that he shaved points. Even their mm-hmm. investigation said that did not compromise any games. So I don't think he was messing with the outcome of the game. It's just they can't allow even a sliver of this when they talk, when I, like I said, the money that's involved with sports books and casinos and DraftKings and all of this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the big thing too, right? I mean, it was a bet and it's taking away, it, it, it takes away from like the competitors of 
gambling because it's an yeah. online thing. Like that's money that FanDuel is losing. That's money that Caesar Sportsbook, DraftKings. You know, those are the big, you know, the big betting places. Mm-hmm. But I digress here. What happened with Calvin Ridley? Now we're going to kind of transition here, but still keeping it on subject. The Patriots still need a number one wide receiver. Calvin Ridley's out. That's not going to happen now. Because I don't even think – I think he has to be reinstated first before they, the Falcons can even look to trade him. And they said at least one year. Exactly. Yeah. So he could be you out for know. part – Right. He could, he could be out for part of 2023 too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which isn't good. So with that being said, now a popular name that's come out is Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper. Because a lot of sources are saying that the Cowboys are going to release Amari Cooper – they want to get some money off the books. They want to be able to kind of reload at other positions to help them, especially on defense where Dallas mm-hmm. just got Micah Parsons in the draft. Like they want to probably build their defense around him. That's just my guess. But anyways, let's not get back on the Micah Parsons train. We talked about him enough last week. Yeah. If By the way, just <laughs> shameless plug. If you want to listen to last week's episode, we had former MLB pitcher Dallas Braden on the podcast, big noted Cowboys fan and not a knower of the word genuinity. So if you want to check out that <laughs> podcast, make sure to go check it out on iTunes. But getting back to it. So Amari Cooper is an interesting option for the Patriots. The odds of him going to the Patriots right now on all the sports books is plus 250. So let me ask you to this. What a trade, or not even a trade because he's going to be a free agent, would signing Amari Cooper be good enough for the Patriots wide receiving court to get better and to make that wide receiving room look a little bit better going into the 2022 season? Or do you want to see somebody else in there or maybe even sign another receiver along with Cooper? Is Cooper enough, basically, for Mac Jones and his development? Cooper is the exact receiver that they need. He has similar traits to Juju. I think that's why we liked him, Al. We've talked about him. You know, he could do a little bit of everything. Amari Cooper is one of the greatest route runners in football. He gets open. He he just demolishes one-on-one coverage. The exact guy, alpha in that offense that Mac Jones needs. Now, can they bring in another uh, plan B with him? Sure, more the merrier. We talked about getting Mac Jones all the weapons, and I still Mm -hmm. agree with that. But, I mean, Amari Cooper is an absolute stud. And I don't know if people realize this. He's only, like, I think five months older than Calvin Ridley. People think Calvin Ridley, I think when they hear his name, they think like a, a young stud in the league. He's not super young. He came into the league older than the most, and he's 27. So is Amari Cooper. Wow. Yeah. I did, I thought Amari Cooper was a little older. Wow, he is 27. He's turning 28 in June. So he's, he's right around our age, pretty yeah. much, yeah. or at least my well, age. Your I mean. age, not my age. I'm, my, my... <laughs> respect your elders, boys. <laughs> so, sorry, Dad. But <laughs> – Amari Cooper, it's an intriguing name. It really is. Love it. I love it. Powder, how do you feel when you hear the name Amari Cooper potentially in the Patriots offense? Yes. Like both of you have said, especially Maddie, he's definitely some someone that the Patriots need as a weapon. I was just looking up his stats because didn't know what they really were the past couple of years, but he didn't have a thousand yards this year, but eight touchdowns, which is tied for a career high. He had 865 yards, like still a very productive season with 68 receptions. Like 
I would say he's definitely someone. And like Maddie said, if he can break one-on-one coverage and just be that route runner that gets open for Mac Jones, that can give him that receiver that stretches offense just a little bit more, that can open up the playbook for Mac a little bit more, that is huge. So I think that's a great name for the Patriots to want to go after. And he's proven that he can do it with multiple teams, right? Yeah. I mean, you think about it. With the with the Raiders, his first two years, he was a pro bowler. In 2017, he had, you know, a little bit of a down year. But even in 2018, he was back to being a pro bowler between being with the Raiders and the Cowboys. Then with the Cowboys, he was a pro bowler again in 2019. So the thing is, we know he can perform at a pro bowl level. Mm-hmm. Could he need a new start? And the one thing I like that nobody talks about, he's durable. His last three seasons – 16 games, 16 games, 15 games. I'll take that. Yeah, I have, and he missed this year. It was COVID. There you go. So he missed it because of COVID, and the COVID protocols are gone. So, yeah. you know, if Amari Cooper was here on the right deal, I'll take him in a heartbeat. Alabama because, kid, you know, Nick yeah. Saban guy. He, he's, he's a gamer, man. This kid is a freaking gamer. He is a gamer. Now – I don't know if it's going to work out. I think the Cowboys are going to try to restructure some contracts. They already did. I know they restructured Dak Prescott's contract. There was another contract that they restructured. I forget which one it is off the top of my head, but they're trying to restructure a ton of money to make sure that they can keep their core in place. Cause Dallas can make a super bowl run. Like I know it's silly because we joke about it. Like, Oh, they can get the first round of the Dallas Cowboys. But they are good enough. And if they build around Micah Parsons, that team's going to be scary in the NFC, especially with the competition in the NFC, because the AFC is the superior conference now, boys. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, no question. Like, good luck to the Patriots, because they have a lot of quarterbacks, especially, that they need to go through. And there's one more that got added today via yeah. trade that we're going to talk about in a few minutes. But final thoughts on Amari Cooper. Before we move on, if the Patriots get him, I'm getting his jersey within minutes. <laughs> not not even gonna let it like hit the hit the no. stores yet or online sales. You're just gonna get it. I will put Amari Cooper's jersey on me before he puts it on himself. Fair enough. I okay. love it. All right. Well, the Patriots need to get a wide receiver, and they need to make sure that they get it done. Because if not, there could be a couple wide receivers in Seattle that could be up for grabs. We'll talk Maybe. about in a second. But before we do that, besides our friends at Shock Energy, we also have to tell you about our friends over at Exogun. The Legends Ingle Podcast is brought to you by Exogun. Have you ever done a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get the massage without having to leave your house. Don't let pain and soreness slow you down because Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and live better. Portable, adjustable, powerful, and trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery experience. Gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. Get 10% off with the code CGS10, that's CGS10, at checkout. Comes with a charger and carrying case. Go get your Exogun today. Treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice at checkout with the code CGS10 for 10% off your massage therapy gun today. So, Maddie. Powder got to Alex. pick a topic. So now you get to pick a topic. There was a big trade that went down. We can talk about the receivers that were impacted. We can talk about the actual trade. We still have JC Jackson too. So what do you want to talk about next? <clears throat> Let's talk about the trade. 
The trade. Okay. Let's talk so, about the trade. Big trade that went down in the NFL today. And yes, because we're a Boston sports podcast, of course, we're going to twist it back to the Patriots. Mm-hmm. That's of course. We have to. So the big name that went today is Russell Wilson. Yes. Former now, former Seattle Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. So today in a blockbuster trade, biggest trade in a while, I think, as yeah. far as just like actual pieces goes, guys. So the Denver Broncos received Russell Wilson and a fourth round pick in a trade with Seattle in return. And I think Seattle won this deal. I don't care what anybody says. Seattle got quarterback drew lock tight end, Noah Fant, defensive lineman, Shelby Harris, two first round picks, two second round picks and a fifth round pick. That's a haul for Russell Wilson. Now, I'm still going to say it. I know Maddie was shaking his head while I was reading the actual trade, but I think Seattle <laughs> won this trade. I mean, you're getting two first rounders. You're getting a solid tight end. I don't know about this defensive lineman, Shelby Harris. You're getting Drew Locke. I'm not saying Drew Locke is a really good quarterback, but at least you have somebody that's been an NFL starter. And he's going to be a bridge guy for the rookie that they're going to take because one of those first round picks, guys, is the number nine overall pick coming up in this, this draft in April, which is next month. They're going to take a quarterback. They're probably going to take the kid from Liberty, Malik uh, Willisley or whatever. But I think Seattle did a pretty good job on this trade, especially for a Russell Wilson that's probably going to be around for only like three or four more years. So they cashed in on him big time. Good job, Seattle, for starting to rebuild now. Open floor. Do you want to go first, Powder? Do you want me to go first here? Because I got a lot to say. There's a lot to unpack here. Let's let you go first, and I'll rebuttal where I see fit. Okay, so Seattle got a lot of players. Some of them were pretty good, uh, but this this wasn't a clear win for Seattle because they're, they're they starting too late. Even they could have moved on, got a new regime in here, got a new coach, and then really prepped. Now there's there you know you're what a month and a half away from the draft. You've just got the number nine pick. It's a weak QB draft. I could even, I got to be honest, I could see them not going QB here, using Drew Locke to get them the number one overall pick next year and really do the, do it right. Because, but, you know, with Pete Carroll, is he going to do that? I don't know. But I just think that anytime you lose a guy like Russell Wilson, you can, it can't be a total win for mm-hmm. your team. Denver upgraded in a major way. Russell's a gamer and, he may only have three or four more years, but he's 33, so he could give you seven. And if anything's any indication of what we're seeing now, we're seeing Rodgers go damn near 40. We saw Brady almost at, what, 150, and Drew Brees made it to 40. If Russ can just keep it keep it together, which I think he can, 40's not out of the range of possibilities. Broncos could have a lot of good years left with Russell Wilson. Did you just say Russell Wilson's going to last seven more years in the NFL? Did I hear that correctly? He could. Absolutely. Oh, come on, Matty. Absolutely. Come no, absolutely. on, Matty. What, what? What? Why do you say no? He's thirty-three. Maddie, the wheels are already coming off. He had a down year in Seattle. Now he goes to he Denver. Broke his Denver's finger. like an island he of misfit broke toys. His finger. He's he in broke his, his finger. It doesn't matter. Denver's an island of misfit toys. This is John Elway's mo. Denver he goes out and tries to get a quarterback, and, and he's pretty successful with it with Peyton. Peyton was the only one, and he's a Hall of Famer. Which Russell Wilson you, could be a Hall of that. Famer if Russell, Russell Wilson's Wilson, second chapter is good. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer. You think Russell Wilson's a? Do you think he's the first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't think so now, but I think if he puts together good seasons and gets another ring in Denver, especially going through the talent he's going to go through and the games he's going to have to put up, you're talking about some epic games in his future. He is absolutely on trajectory to be a Hall of Famer. 
So you have a guy. Potentially first ballot. Absolutely. So Okay. So here's the thing. So Russell Wilson, I'll give you he's a gamer for the most part. He's a but baller. he's on the back. He's also he's a, a baller. He's, he's on the back nine of his career. I don't he think has, you can say that. I don't think he you can has say your that. boy. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to give you a compliment here. He has your boy, Javante, uh, Javante Williams, right? That's his name? Yes. Running back. Javante yes. Williams, who's going to be a stud in this league. I really do believe he's going to be a stud. I'm all aboard that trade with you. You just lost your tight end. You have another tight end who's just as good. Who's that? Albert. I'm going to butcher his last name. I'm so sorry. Ogumbawale. Uh, I, Boonham, uh, Albert Akue Boonham, I think is how you say it. Kid's okay. nasty. You have Jerry Judy, who didn't Judy Stop. have a down year this year, too? He was hurt. He was hurt a little bit. Yeah. All right. But even still, I think Russell Wilson's on the back nine of his career. I'm not saying he's not going to be good. I don't I know. Don't... I see. I just don't agree. That Look, if you look at his games played from 2012 to 2020, it was 16 games. Last year, he missed two games or three games with a finger injury. He's had, he was over 4,000 yards in 2019, 2020. He was at 3,000 yards this year with 25 passing touchdowns, even with missing some games. Like, Maddie, he is Maddie, going to ball out. Maddie, how is he going to win games in his own division when he has, ready for this, Patrick Mahomes, who he has to play twice, Justin Herbert, who he has to play twice, Derek Carr, who he has to play twice, and now they have a decent head coach in Josh McDaniels. How is he, in his own division, he'll be lucky to go three and three. So, all right, so by that. that logic, by that same logic, you can apply that to Mac Jones. How is but he going to ever win games? He's, he's got to play Josh Allen. He's got to play the number two overall. play the Jets that aren't good. Wilson. The Dolphins, now they should beat the Dolphins. They should Herbert, have beaten the Dolphins. The Chargers, game. not Herbert. Chargers didn't even make the playoffs. They were. So, they should have the last day if they didn't get that tie. I mean, come on. And the and the Broncos will make the playoffs if they have Russ. I mean, they were oh, come on. This year. Oh, I'll bet you right now the Broncos don't make the playoffs. I will oh, bet I'll take you that on bet that. all day. I'll take that how, bet. How much you want to put on it? We'll do. Uh, want to do twenty bucks? Do twenty bucks. We'll do Deal. twenty bucks. Shake on it on camera. Oh my gosh, that's the easiest Absolutely. twenty. I thought. Oh my goodness. Absolutely. Just a side story real quick. In high school, I bet a kid, this kid bet me that the Dallas, or not Dallas, the Detroit Lions, and he was serious about this, the Detroit Lions would go undefeated. That was and they the probably easy... went defeated that year. <laughs> they, <laughs> um, they lost in like week three or whatever. I'm like, yeah. all right, give me my money. It was like 10 bucks, but even so, I'm like, you, that was a dumb bet. Like, give me I my can't money. believe the Legends lingo is, is, has a guy on it who has oh, such Russell Wilson slander. I, he, I just don't it. think he's. I just don't think he's going to do anything in Denver. Denver oh is God. not good. They're not good. Denver. They, what was their in record a loaded this year? division? What was their record this year with Teddy Two Gloves? Let's look this up. Teddy Two Gloves. <laughs> while while Maddie what? looks that Nine up, wins. While Maddie looks that up, Powder, you've been waiting patiently. Continue, my friend. No, I. I'm more in all honesty on Maddie's side. I think Russell Wilson will still have some good years. I don't know if it's seven, but I don't think. I think it's somewhere in the middle between three and seven. I think it could be about five good years where he's putting up. I think all those, I'll give him five years. I'll say three of them, more than half. He'll be in the playoffs. He'll be contending for the AFC, um, playing well. And I think, I think he's going to be a guy to contend. I know, obviously, like Al said, his division is very, very tough. It's going to be probably the toughest division in the whole NFL. Mm-hmm. But I think Wilson, he has more experience than Herbert. He has more experience than Carr when it comes to playoffs. He finds ways to win games. That's why he was so special in Seattle. And I think he's going to find ways to win in Denver. I think he's just going to be 
a guy who just squeaks out those tight games and just finds a way to make the playoffs. Like he's going to be a six seed, but I think you put a Russell Wilson in the playoffs, he's going to be someone um, not fun to play in the playoffs. I just can't believe you guys are just this like locked in on Russell Wilson. It's so funny. I'm a Russ guy. I'm a Russ guy for sure. I I can tell you're a Russ guy. I'm a Russ guy. If the Patriots said, we'll give you Mac Jones and two first rounders or whatever to get Russell Wilson, would you take that deal? No. Okay, then you don't love Russell Wilson as much as you say. Oh, yeah, right. Nice try there. Nice try there. No, absolutely not. Nice try. Yeah, right. Oh, by the way, your Broncos this year, 7-10. and Yeah, with Teddy Two Gloves. Uh, I don't know, And Vic Vangio. Yeah, Vic Vangio is a bad – he's a bad head coach. He was bad. We'll see. We'll see if the Broncos make it past. I can't wait to spend your 20 bucks. Listen, you got the Bills, the Patriots, the Chiefs in your own division, the Raiders in your own division, the Bengals, the Steelers, the Ravens, the Titans, the Colts. Good luck getting by all those teams for a playoff spot. Good luck. They don't need luck. They got Russ, baby. May the odds be ever in your favor. But getting off this, but it's still kind of related. So now – In Seattle, that leaves two wide receivers on the table. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Here's my whole thing. They're not going to want to be part of a rebuild unless they know, like, they're getting a good, solid quarterback. It depends – excuse me, depending on how they feel about Pete Carroll. If they like him, they might be like, all right, we got to keep him around. If they don't like him, it's like, all right, let's start a new regime with a different head coach. So I guess what I'm asking you guys is, a, would you kick the tires on Lockett and Metcalf? And B, if you can make a deal for either one of those guys, would you rather do it over Amari Cooper, who we talked about earlier? Ooh, it's tough. I mean, I would take in a vacuum, I would take DK Metcalf over Amari Cooper. I would take Amari Cooper over Tyler Lockett. But I think that DK Metcalf is actually set to be a free agent after next season, if I'm correct. not mistaken. You're so not. You're just correct. wait it out. Just wait it out. He's 24, wait an extra year, and then you have to give him the two-round, first-round picks that they want or whatever. And as far as Tyler Lockett, Tyler Lockett, his contract is – it's bad. It's, it's I think, till, through 2025, you're talking about almost $20 million a year. I love Tyler Lockett as a player, but as a contract, uh, actually, I'm looking at it. It's not as bad as I thought. So maybe I'm a little bit more inclined to go after Tyler Lockett. So I guess if all is relative – yeah, I guess I would take I would take both of them, but not over Amari. Not over Amari. So you're saying you take DK over Amari, but you wouldn't take Lockett. Yeah, over if I had so taking what it would take to get them all, let's say it all costs the same, I would go DK Amari Lockett, but I would take all three happily. Oh, of course, anything's an upgrade over Nelson Aguilar as your number one receiver because that. Yes. By the way, just factually correct. Like side note, but not side note. I think he's the next to go. I think Belichick's going to find a way to get rid of his contract. I do not see Nelson Aguilar playing in a Patriots uniform in 2022. Book that right now. Powder. Thoughts? Yeah, I definitely – If obviously, if DK costs two first-rounders, I'm not going to do it. Like you said, let's wait out and see. But obviously, the only thing I'm thinking is do you think Belichick wants to fully admit he was wrong in the draft and, take, and go after DK, realizing that he should have picked him over um, – I can't even think of Nikhil his name. Harry. 
Yeah, Nikhil Harry. You think Belichick wants to kind of, even though he's not, obviously he would not admit it, but him signing DK could, or trading a lot for him could be Belichick admitting, hey, I was wrong. I should have taken this guy in the draft and not Harry. But still, I would go after him as a free agent because that's not, like obviously if you just sign him, that doesn't look as bad for Belichick. But yeah, like both of you said, I'd take any weapons over what we have right now. So go mm-hmm. after a DK if you can get him for cheap. In DK, and DK, and I agree with the point that at this point of time, yeah, wait until DK is a free agent. Don't trade away picks unless it was going to be similar to a Ridley deal where it was like a second rounder. Yeah. And then like maybe a Chase Winovich or like a, I'm throwing another name out there, like a, Anthony Jennings or just some young mm-hmm. defensive player, something like that. But if you have a chance to get that number one receiver this year, you got to do it. And who knows next year. Right. And, and this is something crazy in my crazy brain that I think about when I'm bored at school, sometimes on my breaks, <laughs> if Calvin Ridley comes back next year in 2023, sorry, the following year, if he comes back in 2023, yeah, who's to say, you don't you do if they do the same deal, maybe they'll even take less. Yeah, at that they point might have to take really less. The books. And then you get a talented receiver, and then you add whoever the receiver is you get this offseason, Calvin Ridley, Kendrick Bourne on the last year of his deal, and Jacoby Myers. And then you still have the two tight ends in place. So I mean, again, I don't think that's gonna happen. I think it's a it's a fantasy more than reality. Yep. But if you want to get creative, like let's get creative and let's get maximum weapons on the outside. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get this thing cooking. Seriously. Mm -hmm. Let Mac Jones cook. But anyways, I'm hungry after that. (laughs) After all, after all that bickering and arguing, it's worked up an appetite. Powder, is there a place that we can go to to just have a good uh, time with pals? Oh, yeah, definitely. I know a place. Do you guys know a place? I do, but tell me more. It's called A&B Kitchen and Bar. There's both A&B Kitchen Bar in Boston and A&B uh, Burgers in Beverly, Mass. So A&B Kitchen and Bar is located on Causeway Street, right across the street from the TD Garden. They're a newest spot to meet up before or after a game for dinner and drinks. Offering an elevated take on traditional New England pub menu with freshly made in-house dishes like chicken pot pie, meatloaf made with organically raised beef from Naaman Ranch, local clams and andalite sausage, or locally caught fish and chips. Draft beers from area breweries like Gentile Brewery in Beverly Mass, Lord Hobo, and Notch pair perfectly as well. Looking for patio dining, A&B Kitchen has a raised patio, spectacular views of the garden in the Zagan Bridge. With heaters, you can enjoy the outdoor seating for an extended season. Also, with 32 feet of open garage doors along Causeway Street and 16 feet along Beverly Street, you are able to sit inside but have all the benefits of open-air dining experience. Don't have tickets but want to watch a game amongst fans, A&B is a place with nine installed 70 inch TVs. There isn't anywhere inside you cannot say is a bad seat. Open Monday through Sunday at 3 p.m. If there's a day game on the weekend, they open at 11 
a.m. Mm. Good. That's all I could say. Good mm. bite. Good bite. Good friends. Good people. Shout out to A and B Kitchen Bar. Shout out to all of our sponsors. Yeah. Shocked Energy, Exogun, A and B Kitchen Bar. All great sponsors of the podcast. No. Final. No. Oh, absolutely. No doubt at all. Final big topic of the night. And if there's anything else in the aftermath that you all want to talk about, feel free. JC Jackson. That's something we have to talk about. So the franchise tag deadline was at 4 p.m. And as we're recording on Tuesday, March 8th, about 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the deadline has come and go for franchise tags. And a lot of the franchise tags that we thought were going to happen, happened. Chris Godwin back on the franchise tag with the Bucks. Devontae Adams with the Packers, Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys, uh, Mike Gusecki with the Dolphins. The list goes on and on. J.C. Jackson was not one of them. The Patriots did not use the franchise tag on J.C. Jackson, so now he is an unrestricted free agent. And there's going to be a lot of suitors for J.C. Jackson. So I'm going to start with this. Is there one team that you think could go for the services of J.C. Jackson? I have a team in mind. It wouldn't be your first choice, but when you think about it, it kind of makes sense. And if you guys want me to go first to buy you some time, you can do that. You go first because I feel like if I just take a shot in the dark and I pick your team, I'll feel bad. No, it's okay. After the, the segment we just had, it wouldn't be the worst in the world. But <laughs> one team that intrigues me a little bit in this free agency frenzy coming up is the Jacksonville Jaguars. You think about it, right? They want to build, and they have, I think, the third or fourth most cap room this offseason. They're looking to build via the draft because they have the number one pick again, right? I'm pretty sure they have the number one overall pick. They do. Okay, so they have the number one overall pick. They're probably going to take the – what is it? The old lineman from – Ohio State? Uh, the Well, there's a few of them, but the one that, that's been mocked to him the most is the kid from Bama. Oh, Bama. What's his yeah. name? Neil. Evan Neal, right? I believe so, yeah. Okay. So they can do that. But in the offseason, why wouldn't you take a chance and be like, you know what? J.C. Jackson's looking to get the bag. We have enough cap room to be able to do it. Let's build up our defense via free agency, and then let's beef up our line for our supposed franchise guy at quarterback. It wouldn't surprise me if the Jaguars at least made a run to try to sign him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So they just, have just under $39 million in cap, which so they is got, the fifth most. Okay, so they got the fifth most cap room, just under about $40 million. Just saying. That's a good one. And for all the reasons you just said, that's why I believe the New York Jets could be in play for J.C. Jackson cool. services. They have a ton of cap space. They don't have good corners. They got th- they got two first round picks. You know, you sign a JC Jackson and you draft a Derek Stingley Jr. All of a sudden, you have absolute shutdown corners. So, I think they're in play. Oh, Maddie, 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 Maddie. Sources close to the situation confirmed the Jets will not be players in Ooh. the JC Jackson sweepstakes. The talented That's corner, <laughs> the talented corner is expected to have a robust market. And an early favorite has emerged to land him, but the Jets will not be involved. They will be in the corner market, just not for JC, according to Will Parkinson, who is an NFL analyst. 
Well, so I, so it could be a ploy. It could all be a smokescreen. You could be right, Maddie. So, you know, the the Jets are someone to look out for. I have another team in mind. Powder, do you have one team that's in mind for you? I'm just looking at teams that had a lot of cap room, and one that could be interesting to pair up with another Pro Bowl is the Colts. Colts mm. have a very good defense, and you throw – they have more than the – they have 40 – I think I just looked. Yeah, $42 million in cap room. You never know. Them wanting to really bolster up their defense, really make a run at it. I think they could be that sneaky team that not a lot of people thinking about going after a corner. Uh, but I think that could be a good team with a lot of money that wants to just get that. Literally, his Twitter handle is Mr. INT. Someone who's Very true. Yeah. Yep. Not a too ball bad. hawk. No, it wouldn't be bad. I think with Indy too, the only thing that I would say to counter that is they're going to be in the market for a quarterback, especially because they know Carson Wentz isn't the answer. Yeah. So, but that's, you know, that could be a sneaky dark horse. I'll tell you another team that I dread that he might go to because this team is involved in every big name on the free agency market and they're too familiar to us. And it's the Miami Dolphins. Yep. They have. They have even more. Yeah, they, they're like third, I think. And no, they're second. They have 51. There you go, 51 million. So they could easily throw out 20 million to J.C. Jackson. They'll have 30 million to spend on other positions. You think about it, right? J.C. Jackson on one side, Xavier Howard on the other side with that defense, mm-hmm. and then they're continuously building on offense with the wide receiving core they have. And if Tua somehow becomes the guy, I don't think he is, but – Tua becomes a guy, or if they trade for Deshaun Watson, if miraculously, and that's a big emphasis on miraculously, gets through all the legal stuff he's in. Like the Dolphins are going to be, I don't know. I think the Dolphins are going to be legit next year, man. Mm-hmm. Not as good as the Denver Broncos. I can tell you that right now. Oh, that'll be way better than the Denver Broncos. <laughs> no, I, not even, not even close. I will say though, to to take away some of the the worry, they are also paying uh, Byron Jones fourteen. Uh, $0.3 million next year, which is the most, the highest paid player on their team. So t- for them to make a run at JC Jackson, now you're talking about three cornerbacks making 10 plus million. I don't know if that'll happen. They have the cap space, but I don't know if they will do that with their team build. So that, that may take them out. Would they be petty enough to take a division rival away? Oh yeah. To take a player. Maybe away if Flores rival. was still there, but I don't know if, you know, McDaniels is going to be that much of a, well, McDaniel is going to be like that much gun set on hurting the Patriots. Fair enough. But, but I mean, they could. They got the money. We just said they have 50-something million. They do have 50-something million, which is scary to think about. Here's kind of the last thing that I just want to talk about, and feel free to add anything to this. If the Patriots – oh, I just thought of something else we're going to talk about in like one second. So we're not done after this. We got one more thing that I just remembered happened the other day. But with J.C. Jackson – if you're that determined to let him go, fine. Like, but you better have a plan in place. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if it was on here, or if it was on Tuck Rule Takes, but you got to make sure that that plan is as follows. Number one, make sure Jonathan Jones is healthy. According to reports, he's ahead of schedule with his recovery. So that's a good sign. Draft a corner in the draft and sign a veteran corner. There's a couple names out there that you can sign. Go sign one of them for less money. Have it be that gap guy for the draft draftee that you might take. And then have those guys on both sides. It's not going to replace the production of Jackson, 
but at least it fills the void. It puts the Band-Aid on, essentially. Mm, mm-hmm. I agree. So, any other thoughts on Jackson before we go into our last, last topic that I just thought about? I'm good. That's I'll make sense for this last topic, though. The Patriots released a fan favorite. They released linebacker Kyle Van Noy to clear up $5 million in cap room. I was upset by this. I was not happy about this move. I understand it. I was not happy about this move. I love Kyle Van Noy off the field. He was arguably one of my favorite Patriots. Yeah. Definitely. Do you guys have any reaction to Van Noy getting released or were you guys just like, whatever? I just uh, think the Patriots need to go quicker and younger on defense and I get it. Yes, obviously it's sad to have him like released again and not Patriot again, but he's older. He's slower. We saw it kind of at the end of the season. He was kind of just a lot slower as the season went on. And I think it's just, I think it's time for the Patriots. And I think we've said it a few times on this podcast, the Patriots need to go younger and quicker on defense. If they want to compete with, some of these quarterbacks and some of these receivers and all that, that a lot, excuse me, a lot of these teams have. And so I kind of like, yes, I agree, Al. I think he was one of my favorite pages. Just had such a great personality, interacted with fans. Like he was fun to be a Patriot, but it's when it's time to go, it's time to go. That's fair. Well said. Nothing to add, Maddie. Not really. You know, I didn't really get attached to Van Noy personally. He was a good player, uh, but I wasn't like he wasn't like my guy. So like I know I'm kind of like in between the two of you, I guess. It, but I understand where you're coming from, and and, and I just think Powder said it best. Yeah, and, and I think realistically, it's going to be a good move in the long run. Like I like Kyle Van Noy. Like he had that game against the Falcons where he just went crazy. He had the <laughs> the pick six, and I think the forced fumble and everything too. But you know, it's a situation where, like Powder said, and I think he said it perfectly. The Patriots need to go younger at linebacker. They realize Van Noy is a little older. He's a veteran. They might try to keep Dante Hightower, too. So you can't have too many veterans in there. So, mm-hmm. unfortunately, bye-bye to Van Noy. And I think there's a move coming. You're not going to just get rid of Kyle Van Noy to create $5 million in cap space to just, you know, say, we we did something. Yeah, Something yeah. else is coming down the pipeline. So goodbye, Kyle Van Noy, and goodbye to uh, Elite Eats in Boston his uh, YouTube eating show, which was mm-hmm. actually kind of cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It was. Any final thoughts NFL-wise or any sports-wise before we kind of head out for the week? Just, you know, bravo NFL. Made for a very entertaining couple of days. Yep. That it did. Before we sign off for the night, we do want to give a shout-out to our, our friend, three-time guest on this podcast, uh, Jared Carabas. Uh, announced officially today that he is leaving Barstool Sports to take a job over at DraftKings, which is a big move. So congratulations to Jared. And we support him from the Legends Lingo podcast as the three of us are fans of his work, yes. what for he sure. did for Barstool and the MLB, and you know, continue to grind. And hopefully we'll have him back on for another episode and we can talk to him about it. Yeah, that'd be sick. But shout out to Jared for coming on the Legends Lingo podcast three times and you know getting the bag. From drafting. Yes, definitely. With that being said, remember, rate, subscribe to Legends Lingo Podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Anchor, and everywhere else where you can get your podcast. Make sure to catch check out couchguysports.com. Check out the daily blogs, 
all the podcasts on the network, the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel, the store, everything else in between. Also, shout out to one of our new partners, Ravon Sports. Check out Ravon Sports, the app where you can be a fan of the game and interact with other fans in the chat while a game is going on. Really cool app. Shout out to their two owners, Brittany and James. Great people. Make sure to download the app, Rave on R-A-V-E-O-N Sports. Make sure to check that out. Again, shout out to our sponsors, A&B Kitchen and Bar, Exogun, Shocked Energy. But if nothing else, that's Tom Powder Cadmus. That's Maddie Kewell, a.k.a. Maddie DeRozier. I'm your host, Alan Hegan. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And see you next week for episode 164. Yes, sir.